to another episode of Life in the Urban City podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak. And I just want to remind everyone why we are doing this podcast. It's to build community for urban city uh, students and so that they can just draw closer and understand other students going through similar stories as them, as well as mentoring and encouraging mentors to get alongside students. And today I'm with Eric Vasquez and Trinity. I'm super excited to hear Trinity's story. I know a little bit about it, um, but I want to pass it off to Eric to, to begin the interview and just get to know Trinity a little bit better. All right. Good morning, Trinity. Thank you for being here. Morning. It's been a, an invitation that we've had for a while to you. We wanted to get you on camera and in the audio. You have such an amazing voice. I know all the listeners are going to hear, but do you mind kind of connecting everybody to you and sharing a little bit of like your Justice For You story, how you got connected to us? Yeah, um, so it was actually through my brother that I started coming because um, you were going to uh, middle schools um, around the area and um, he invited me one day um, to come to like see the ice rink because you guys were doing the ice rink during yeah. that time. And um, I went one, one time and I've just been here ever yeah. since. And we fell in love with you too, <laughs> right? And we've been connected for, dang, let's see, if it's, if it's been that long, then it's probably been six years yeah. that we've known each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know a lot about your life, but would you share with the listeners and viewers just a little bit about your life, how you came up, what your family's like? I love your family. They're so amazing. <laughs> but break it down for us. Um, so me, my mom and my um, dad, they're not together. But um, I've always been in touch with both pretty much all my life. But um, like when I was uh, in like elementary school, maybe second, third grade, um, my mom and my dad got into like a huge argument mm-hmm. and um, I hadn't like seen my dad in like many, many years until I, um, after that argument. Yeah, maybe like middle school is when I um, saw him again because um, they came to my middle school and they took me out of class and there was police involved and they took me all the way to LA to stay with him. Um, and so for, from like middle school all the way to like early high school, I was just going back and forth between mom and dad. Mm. Um, and that really messed up my um, education and just even mentally was, um, it was really bad for me. Yeah, um, so bad. yeah, and uh, it got to the point where I um, had wanted to com- com- commit suicide. So um, I remember I didn't do it, but um, I still had the notes, so I went to someone one day and told them about it, and I um, was put into a mental hospital for a week. Um, and after I came out, that was like my lowest point, I feel like, because I, I didn't know where else to go after that. I didn't know how to transition back into um, school and just everything in general, getting it back together. Yeah, a lot of our students will go through that. They actually call it like a 5150, right? Mm-hmm where you're a threat to yourself or your own life. And what was that experience like in the mental hospital? Um, I remember the night I got there, it was really late and I was terrified because <laughs> my mom put me in voluntarily because she's mm. like, I don't, I don't trust you at all. I want you to be here anyway. Um, and I was terrified because, you know, you see the stories of um, like in movies or in TV shows, like it's crazy people just walking around the halls and yeah. they're out of their mind. And I was freaking out. And it's nothing like that at all. It's um, very structured um, and you get to connect with people that are going through similar things as you and you make friends. And um, the people I met in there, I'm still in contact with them today. I hang out with them now. Wow. And it was one of the best experiences of my life and yeah. I don't regret it at all. And I think I kind of caught you and we really got closer 
right in that season of your life. And I know that even after things with your father and mother weren't the greatest. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about like after how things didn't quite fall back into place as you would have loved it to? Yeah, um, like for example, uh, I was like, okay, I'm out and I'm gonna do really good in school and my grades are gonna go back up and everything's gonna be great. I'm gonna make a bunch of friends and that didn't happen at all. <laughs> I, um, I still had all Fs. I still didn't have many friends. Um, and my, you know, things with my mom and my, my dad were still rocky, but I mean, we had at least a building port, point to start on. Um, and it was hard to transition back in, I would say. Um, but I'm glad that I had a lot of support, especially from you guys and um, p like, you know, my peer counselors at school and um, yeah. like the few friends that I did had, had um, letting them know. And that really helps a lot because then people are more aware of that and they can help you in that area. Yeah, not to, not to like categorize you or anything, <laughs> but like, would you say that you were somewhat socially awkward after kind of like going through so much and then plop you're now in school and having to figure it out i remember yeah. there was this time where you just did not want to go to school at gary high school mm -hmm. yeah I, I got to the point where i was even like ditching the first few classes because i just i felt so bad and so terrible because my grades were so bad and everybody's like oh trinity's so smart like they would always ask me for help for everything and i was like i felt so bad because that's not what i was at that time i was doing so bad <laughs> but you were really smart though yeah, yeah I but, was. but something wasn't yeah I wasn't, like coming together i wasn't right? putting my best effort in i for sure and i feel like i was already socially awkward to begin with so coming back from the mental hospital it was even worse you kind of so withdrew like, yeah i saw that like, kind of happen yeah yeah it's like oh yeah that's the crazy girl over there mm. yeah some of those stigmas trini if you um, i want to kind of back up a little bit so like um what would you reflect back on saying that what what was the reason or some of the reasons why you weren't putting your best effort forward? Was it the social anxiety? Was it not being able to connect with people? The awkwardness? If you would reflect back now on it, what would you say some of those issues were? Um, I think it was just me not believing in myself. I didn't think I could do it, so I let myself not do it. And I, and I just felt like um, I wasn't enough. I, I didn't feel like I had what it takes to do that and to be part of that. And um, I think it took a lot of time to realize that I am good enough and I am smart enough and I can do this. And you just need to give yourself positive reinforcement. Yeah. So if other students are in this area, mentors are getting alongside them, would you encourage mentors to always say positive things about the student? Or what, what would be the best strategy to help students who are in your situation? Or is it something that you need to personally overcome? Um, I think it's just to be be real with them. If you feel like there's something bad going on, you need to tell them. Don't sugarcoat it at all, and to just always be there for them. Just even if you feel like you're um, annoying them, just to always stay in contact, because that's something I definitely needed during that time. I really did feel alone, and just being in contact with with them throughout that time it really helps a lot. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. For I know that you. Um, at some point were brave enough to kind of emerge out of like some of the dysfunction and chaos that might have been happening in your world and you actually took an internship with us and for a summer you worked through mm -hmm. um, and I know that that kind of helped right taking risks reacclimating to a social world and environment 
with the community that cared for you, but there was something else that changed, and I want to talk about it, and we could kind of come to end with this, is um, you shifted where you went to school. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, from the outside looking in, it looks like that might have been like a big key for you to be successful and you're going to be graduating this next year right yes so that's so exciting to see <laughs> your family go through and now you. you so you want to talk about that school and that shift and how that has helped you um yeah uh, definitely going at gary um, i felt like it was my time to go i didn't feel like i was moving forward anymore um, i felt stuck where i was um, and so i was just trying to figure out where i was going to go um, and um, through you, I was going already to um, to Purpose Church, um, and I happened to see one of the flyers for um, the school called New Community Academy, and um, I signed up through my mom's email, <laughs> I think it was, or my mom's phone number, and they contacted my mom, and um, they gave me a scholarship to go to school and everything, so I have a full ride to go, and wow. just ever since then, I've been doing great. Definitely. Is the school smaller? What, what, what makes it different than Gary? Um, it's a smaller school. Um, there's about seven students this past year, but we're, gonna, we're recruiting more. Um, and it's a smaller environment, and we pretty much have the same teachers. So um, they're able to be one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. Um, I felt like when I was going to Gary, I would, um, you know, you have a certain curriculum that you have to have at public schools. Um, and some of the kids can't follow that curriculum and they fall through the cracks. Um, and I was one of those students and um, I'm glad where I'm going now, they take time to focus on that one student at a time and to make sure you get what you're doing first before you move on to something else. Yeah. Well, I would like to maybe say to the mentors who are listening, right, like a couple things that I feel we were successful at with you is being resourceful, right? Having partners that you can depend on in the community uh, for mental health services, a faith-based partner, educational partners, right? Like being resourced so that you can connect your students to these things that in different seasons of their life they could benefit from those um, resources. And then I, I think being consistent, like you said, mm -hmm. and being real and authentic. What would be one more thing that you would let mentors who are listening know um, that would really assist them to better mentor somebody like you? What, what would be something you'd recommend? Um, I would say it's just to, to stay focused on what the goal is. Is what do you want to get out of that mentor relationship? Um, to, to build on it and to um, continue to um, be in their life and to impact them in any way possible. Awesome. Well, thank you, Trinity, so much for being here. We love you. She's one of our favorites. Yep. Thank you again, Trinity, for uh, coming in and sharing. And I just want to thank everyone for listening and um, especially those individual mentors out there who want to get alongside students. Um, and I just want to encourage you, you know, keep riding with these students every step of the way. It doesn't matter if you see the big change right away, but the consistent little steps that you're making makes a big change in the students' lives. And so tune in next time uh, for us. Let me dive back in to hear another student's story. I can't wait to see you and hear you guys then. Bye, guys.